Welcome, Arvind Animal Activist, to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, it's been a while. You you came on the live stream. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess it was like how many half a, year, like, half a year ago? Half a half a year only. Feels half like it was longer ago. than that. Really? Yeah. It six months, yeah. No, it's, it's, it was awesome to have you on then, and I've wanted to get you on. I've wanted to do this for a while, these these kind mm-hmm. of more uh, recorded, chill podcasts with people like you who are very interesting, because the live stream format is, it's good fun and everything, but but we we, we really have to just get to the point, because it's a live stream, and it's it's not... It's right. not designed to for relax relaxation, right? You can't, you can't exactly chill. It is that's true. true. That's true. Right. So it's it's definitely great to have you on here again and and uh, get into what you've been up to actually, because I I I know in the past you've mainly focused on getting out to universities and and I guess for people mm-hmm. that don't know you actually, let let's let's kind of quickly establish like who who are you actually? So I, I, okay. go on, give us how do you describe yourself, Arvind? Sell it, sell it oh, to us. <laughs> okay, I had to sell it. My name is Arvind. I'm 29 years old. I've been a vegan now for the past eight years, and I make content online and social media. My social media handles on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube are Arvind Animal Activist. That's A R V I N D Animal Activist. I also give lectures in schools and colleges. I have done a TV show uh, on a TV channel, two channels called Shankara TV and Ayush TV. I've been broadcasted around 26 different episodes where I spoke about veganism and various topics related to veganism. I have, in combination, I'd say almost half a million followers on social media, which is quite a lot. I myself, I'm quite surprised to see that. I'm grateful that awesome. in, in India that this is happening. In, in India, if this is abroad, it's fine, but in India, so no, yeah. So basically. Me. Yeah, I am basically a very uh, sour, bitter person who feels very bad every single day that crap is going on to the animals. And I'm doing yeah. absolutely everything in my power I possibly can to reduce that as much as possible. So, yeah. You know, um, one of my Indian friends uh, who's not a vegan, he messaged me the other day and he, he sent a video of yours. And he said, uh, this is the Indian Earthling Ed. And he sent a link oh, to one of your yeah. videos. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was like, dude, I know Arvin. That's so cool that you, oh. that you made the connection that he's the, you know, you're, you're the Indian... <laughs> Because you are, you. If, if, if there's an earthling out of India, it's you, clearly, right? There's, no, yeah. there's, there's nobody else that would match that. It's an, it's an honor to be compared to earthling Ed because, to be honest, that guy has done some unbelievably incredible stuff. Like, I mean, to put it shortly, the thing about him is that he's very well-mannered. He, you can tell that this guy has class. He comes from an educated, well-mannered, well-raised, at least that's how he carries himself be it mm. online and in interviews or when he does street interviews. He is an author. He owns a sanctuary. He owns restaurants. Like He is contributing so much to the vegan movement and all of that is such finesse and class. So mad respect to him. So it's an honor to be called as uh, in, in India Earthling Ed. But I would say my greatest honor was when people from abroad, non-Indians, started sharing my videos and tagging me saying, this is the Indian Gary Rossi. And that time I was like, oh, yeah. Wow. Like, you know, again, I'm just like, you know, to me, I'm, I'm a big Gary fanboy. So... To me, I yeah. was like, yeah, exactly. yeah. I, ma- nice to know that, yeah. Nice to see that. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, you spent a lot of your time, isn't it, doing lectures in universities and, and uh, I don't remember exactly. I think around or... 70, not much, just around 70 lectures I might have given. Uh, this is 70. up until 2070, yeah. Till 2019, right, right. October was my last lecture. I was doing the TV show and they asked me to do, and I told them I wanted to do a few lectures in a few colleges and they set me up mm. for that. They put a set up cameras and stuff. So it's those lectures that you see online on social media. I've asked permission from the TV channel if I could upload those videos here and they were like, mm. all right, go ahead. So yeah, yeah I've done around yeah. 70 lectures. But then again, I guess once you get on social media and you realize how you can reach to a vastly right. larger audience, like it's mm. not even comparable, right? Like your video, you upload this video right now, 
could be watch let's say even 1000 people watch this video which is in the lower mm -hmm. spectrum when it comes to youtube so if I give a lecture, let's say 50 kids in a class, so I have to give 20 lectures to even equal them watching this one video. Mm. So social media is on a, on a league of its own. So absolutely, man. And you're you're big on Facebook as well. You get a lot of hits on Facebook, yeah. right? More yeah. more than uh, any other place. YouTube and Instagram. Yes, yes. Yeah. See now, see now, Earthling gets. We mentioned Earthling, but his Facebook, uh, his YouTube is full of complete 100%. Uh, almost 100% support. Like there are some videos that are a bit more uh, dramatic and have a bit more of a split. Right, right. It's mostly support. But then on Facebook, it, his mm -hmm. his videos are just honestly, his comment section is full of just disgraceful trolls. How is that for you on, on Facebook? Are, are you seeing the same thing? Like YouTube is mainly yeah. you know vegan support and Facebook is troll central mm -hmm. or? Uh, I see same kind of trolling comments pretty much everywhere. Like right now on Instagram and YouTube, they're a bit less, I would say, but on Facebook, yeah, a lot of non-vegans. Mm -hmm. And that's good because it's the non-vegans I want to yeah. engage with because it's a good, but yeah, they are there. A lot of hateful comments, bad comments. I guess yeah. uh, since the way in which I make my videos has changed in the past uh, three years, three, four years, mm. the, the comments are now more so against veganism than against me. Because earlier, <laughs> it used to be against me. So because okay. I would also make content that would kind of, you know, ask for it. So right, now since right. I don't do that, they're kind of more, I also want to make people focus on the point because if you offend them too much, then they get distracted and they go into something else and they don't listen, right. they don't want to listen right. to you anymore. So yeah. And this is why, like, I, I guess this, the, the sad guru, so this this was the sad guru era i think i remember you uh you made a video about sad guru mm -hmm. and, and you made a video roasting the people who got upset about the video with oh, sad yeah. Guru. Oh, yeah. like i guess was this around the time where you started to realize like maybe i'm gonna be less less like you know what's the word you would even call it like i, I would know. say less offensive i was being offensive, openly yeah. offensive earlier I, i've been very offensive in the beginning actually like i used to tell people i made a video of it went viral in tamil nadu it's a tamil video uh, and I, I told people, dude, if you're okay in taking a fish from the ocean, which is basically where we dump our poop and eating it, why don't you take a fish from your freezer, dump it into the toilet, and then go ahead and cook and eat it? Like, you know, what's the difference? Uh, these kind of things, uh, <laughs> just being mean to them, but, but because it didn't go viral, so I was like, fine, who cares? No, it's not then. I would say much before Sadhguru. Back in 2019, I would say one of my videos went extremely viral. And and suddenly I was like um, noticing that, and that video didn't have any kind of you would say like um, nothing that would ruffle people's feathers, just okay. facts, straight to the point and stuff. And people were listening, so I was like, why not try this from now on? So mm. I would say, yeah, around 2019 end to 2020 is when I slightly, very slightly started to change my approach. Right. And I'm not right, saying right. it's the best approach or the right approach. It's working as of now, so as of now I'm using it. That's sure. It. Yeah, sure. So, so some vegans sense. are sensitive. Some vegan actors are like, oh no, now he's all soft. He's, he's an apologist. He's not going to go hard on them. It's not like that. I don't have anything against people who do go hard on the non-vegans and stuff. I used right, to be that right. too. I'm just, I just want to clarify that. I'm doing it because as of now, it's working. If it stops working in the mm -hmm. future, I'll go back. So Yeah, he's trying something new, trying something a little bit different. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And it's mm -hmm. not like and it's working. Saying... No, it, it yeah. works. The point is that it, it, that's the major thing. It's working. So why you yeah. mess with it right now it's not like you're saying to people i mean there's a difference between going from hardcore like offensive to then going mm -hmm. to hey you do you and i'll do me and it, maybe you can reduce a little bit but but that's you know whatever <laughs> this is a very you know you're not doing that, that, that yeah, that's not where half, I think, no, i'm not half taking yeah. the argument i'm just not being as rude as the phone that's it I've got it. I've it's got still it, yes. in your face. It's still in your face, but it's not rude. That's it. Yeah, I think that's fine, dude. I think yeah. at the end of the day, we are people, and we 
our positions change. Like I've gone from, mm -hmm. from, I've had a recent change myself. I went from like kind of swearing quite a lot and going down that road. And then now I don't, I don't really feel like swearing anymore. So I'm kind of not writing swear words into my videos so much now. Cause I'm feeling, like, I don't know, I'm kind of like over it. Like it was fun for a while, but now I'm like, right, oh. right. And then maybe in a couple of weeks, couple of months, I'll, I'll watch some more Ricky Gervais and I'll be like dropping uh. the C-bomb, <laughs> dropping the C-bomb yeah. a bit more again. Speaking of him, <laughs> yeah. So since you recommended to me, I did watch Afterlife. I finished the first two seasons. Okay. They were really, really good, really nice. A third season, I saw the we saw the first episode, and I was like, something feels off. Like I don't know why it is. I first episode of third season, like the major characters, the Roxy and Sandy, they're missing, and like it mm. just didn't feel like the previous two seasons. I don't know. I I just we we, we watched the first two. It's really good. The first two are really good, uh. but didn't give season three another chance after that i guess it's because you you watched you're watching them back to back so for us we watched them when they came out so we, we didn't uh -huh. see that right so from season two to season three we had a big break so i guess for us it was just nice to get back in again uh -huh, but for right, you it's right, been a bit right. like we did the same thing with dexter we watched uh, we're watching dexter right now we're at season mm -hmm. six and we watched them back to back one through th through five and for season five i think it was or four because we watched them back to back, it was very clear that there was a different writer and a different director. Oh. And and the, the directing and the editing and the writing was just terrible. The camera work was terrible. Uh, everything was terrible. <laughs> and and it, it, it we kind of got through it because the story was good. But um, the 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 way that it was like the, the story was good, but the script was bad. It's a good story. It's a good hook. Okay, it's, good, it's you know, but it was scripted badly. The way they spoke badly. to each okay, other was right, weird. Right. The scenes went on for too long. There weren't enough cuts in the cat. It was just very unusual. And because we were so... And then they went back to the original guys, I think, because then the next seasons were, were great after. So yeah, when you've watched back to back, I think... That definitely happens, right? You, you, you is can it, spot is, it, is it worth watching? You think Dexter's worth watching? Because we haven't seen it oh, yet. Man. Oh, hell, really oh good. my God. It's so good. It's so, You know what it's okay. about, right? Uh, my friend told me it's about this. Uh, a dad teaches a son like to kill bad people. That's all I know. Something like that. He tries he's to a kill people. So, long story. He's a serial killer because he's got he's got problems. He's he's a serial killer. He tries he kills animals when he's young, and his dad catches him, and so he, he finds that he's got these killer instincts, and that he's he wants to kill people. So he so he channels it and, and sharpens it into right, okay. Right. He's a police officer, so it's like just kill these people that deserve it, right? So then right, he grows right. up and this is what he's doing. So it's great for uh, people who are interested in moral argumentation. Like like vegans, we like we talk okay, about morals, right, what's right. morally right and wrong. So if you're into that kind of discussion, then it's a great series because you're left questioning yourself because you're like, wait a minute, I, I hope he kills this guy. But then it's like, but uh, uh, that's kind of wrong, isn't it? Like, no, I get it, I get it. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a moral it's dilemma. Guy, though. Yeah, it's like a bad guy killing worse guys. That's basically what it is. Okay, it's a great, okay. it's great though. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really give it cool. a shot. We can give it a shot. Yeah. So I want to get some into something with you. I was curious to uh -huh. to get your thoughts on this. So there's there's a you're you're still in contact or in connection with like the Indian uh, vegan world, right? You, you you know what's going on more or less there, like what people are talking about and. Uh, not you know, much, really. Not much. No, no. I'm, um, I'm, the weird thing is, I'm no longer part of the community that much. Like, of course, I'm in touch okay. with the people. I yeah. I'm not taking part in any activities. Not any uh, group. Like, there's a vegan India movement. There are many other things taking place in India. Right. I don't exactly contribute anything necessarily to it. 
if I can help a few activists in some way or the other, I try to help them if they reach right. out to me. So, so, so maybe like you, it, yeah. maybe you don't know about this then, but I've, I'm actually going to have a guy on. I'm not going to name him yet because uh, mm-hmm. you know, give him, I'll let him come on and talk to me himself. We're going to arrange this in a few weeks. Uh, another activist in India, but mm-hmm. um, there seems to be him and a few others, uh, mm-hmm. more than a few actually. It seems there's quite a, good, a little group of people who are talking about really focusing their efforts on slaughterhouse workers and uh, people working in farms and. Uh, how they are actually victims and then attacking people who say they are not attacking people who say they are uh, these people are oppressing animals and things like this and there seems to be a, a i mean we've had this push over in the west uh, a little while back and it kind of fizzled out and it feels like now it's kind of rising in 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 india sp- especially uh, where people are starting to what is your take on this dude i don't mean to put you on the spot here but like no, that's fine. Uh, you know uh... and, and and you know because you 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 know how slaughter i mean i've spent a lot of time in india i know how slaughterhouses work and farms work that maybe a lot mm-hmm. of people don't um but yeah, what's your, what's your take on this this idea of these people being victims? So this my, my answer would be quite long, in fact, because we have to look at this through various angles. Mm. So firstly, can you call them a victim? Well, they are a victim of a system they are born into. Mm-hmm. And these people, it, it really depends on who they actually are. Like, are we talking about the people who are actually doing the killing, the ones holding the knives and actually killing the animals? Yeah, or are we talking yeah. about the, them? Okay. Yeah. So it really be, we have to look into the family background. You can't just make a blanket mm. statement saying that they, every single person is a victim because right. there are people out there who do have a choice because I know I studied in a pretty good school. It's a good school. And mm. one of my classmates uh, chose to have a chicken farm. So right. he had a choice not to. He went mm. into it because it's lucrative. So right, you cannot right. say he's a victim of his circumstances. So yeah. you can't just put a blanket statement and say everyone is like that. Now, with that being said, so he would actually raise chickens. He would kill them with his own hands. He would do that. So this guy is definitely not a victim. He could have chosen to, mm. I don't know, go into an IT business or something else like everybody else. But he chose to go into this route. Right. Mm. So he's mm. not a victim. Now, there are, if you go outside and see right now, the dairy farms and even the slaughterhouses around where I live, majority of the people who run them, who kill the animals, are poor people. Uh, mm. I can many times see many teenagers or women from impoverished backgrounds living there inside these places and killing the animals Mm. so these people do not have a choice they are doing it because that's the only way in which they can earn an income they Mm. probably have been trying to search many places and perhaps it's been handed down to them generation after generation because Mm. in india that's how things mainly work because previously with the caste system caste is basically based on uh, what work you do your uh, your caste is assigned based on your your work so they have been doing this in their caste forever So with that being said, those people are a victim to the system, but it's not the same. You, you see, look, here, we have, when we say the word victim, it kind of trivializes what the animals go through because there mm. are two kinds of victims here. One is the one who's forced to do the killing. Okay, mm-hmm. They're not being held at gunpoint. It's not like squid games where mm-hmm. there is that guy with a black mask holding a gun to your head telling the guy with a pink shirt to shoot the player. Yeah, That's yeah, like, yeah. you kill him or I kill you. That's a victim. But no one's holding a gun to these killers' heads and telling them, kill the animals or I'll kill you. I say, hey, I pay you with money and kill the animals. So it's so when you say that they are also victims in the same sentence with the animals, it's, right. um, it, it, it kind of tones down what the animals are going through and they are the actual victims in this. Because just mm. saying, um, if I were a slaughterhouse worker right now, say I didn't have a choice or anything, and suddenly mm-hmm. I choose not to kill animals. It's not like I'll immediately drop dead. It's not like I'll immediately starve mm. to death. 
yes i'll have some money i can still try to find some food i can try to go and do some other work i'll have to go out of my way take some risk it may fail whatever so yeah. Yeah. they are i think they they are victims i agree but i mean you got to now classify on levels of victimhood who is the bigger victim here right they don't fall under the same yeah level as the animals do i think you want to add it's something. kind of interesting yeah it's interesting that i feel that there's also a level of of uh of um the vegans tend to be the ones who make the claim to say hey look you shouldn't treat humans like they're like superior in all ways and uh, and you know treat animals like less than i mean obviously we're different and we, we wouldn't give a chicken a driving license obviously we're superior in some ways but it, it, this kind of like supremacy idea of human supremacy or whatever uh, a lot of vegans are against that and they will say like i won't hurt a human so i wouldn't hurt an animal and i and i wouldn't treat them differently in the ways that matter right but when it comes mm-hmm. to this a lot of vegans do fall into this trap of treating them differently because if if uh if somebody went and shot dead another person and it mm-hmm. turned out they shot them dead to rob them because they had no money and were homeless you wouldn't call the shooter a victim mm-hmm. right you wouldn't right. say that oh they're a victim of our system no you would say no they're a murderer they they, they went out they, they chose to do that uh, even though the technically they they still were forced into that situation by the system that made them right, homeless right. or whatever but we would never in court or in, in any scenario say well i mean yeah they shot and murdered that person but they were also a victim we would never say it we we would say extreme circumstances led to them committing a horrendous crime we would mm-hmm. give them that that's that's where the empathy comes in okay i understand you were in a horrendous position you did something that was horrendous too but it doesn't justify it whereas when it comes to this animal situation slaughterhouses it feels like that that's not that's not what's being said it feels like what's being said is uh, stop demonizing these people because they are as much of a victim that's what that's what the message is coming yeah, across yeah when you say as much the, the whole the, that's the key word they're not sure. as much as a victim that's the whole point they're sure. not being they don't face that as much as repercussions as an animal faces if they chose well, not to kill maybe, the animal not even close not even close and, and then, exactly yeah and the whole idea of like not demonizing them like okay don't don't treat them like they're bad people it's like well okay would you say the okay, same thing for that matter yeah, to make on that so first yeah. things first is these people in a way do have other options necessity is the mother mm. of invention as long as one is comfortable in doing what they're doing right now they're not going to go make a change okay only when they're forced to do so will they do so i have a friend who lives near chennai he has helped close down over 20 different beef stalls where they used to kill wow. the cows and the calves early in the morning and this guy has gotten death threats people have tried to kill him and all this stuff but now when you go the same same people whose beef stalls are now closed and sealed they now hold a tender coconut stall there they have moved on to another business they now sell yeah. vegetables and fruits over there i can send you photos if you want of a before and after of the same people what they're doing right now i even visited those places i just earlier this year so yeah, they do have options i know people again personally who had their shops forcefully shut down and right now since necessity is the mother see when your shop is shut down you have to now scramble to survive so you mm. end up setting up a tender coconut stall you end up setting up uh, a juice stall or something else these are actually vegan options accident they didn't choose them to be vegan but they did end up becoming vegan options so mm. it's not like these people don't have a choice they too are just comfortable in their comfort zone okay there it's not like these people are like oh my god before they kill an animal they're like sobbing oh my god i have to kill this poor creature i wish i could do something else oh god please no they're not doing that so like so why are we again when you ask me are they victims i'll say yes they are victims but we have to label levels of victimhood right like mm-hmm. i told you that example from squid games you know you've seen squid games right you've made a reference yeah, on the videos i think yeah yeah so 
like there are the soldiers, the pink soldiers, that is the front men, right? The pink soldiers, you realize as you watch it, the pink soldiers are actually victims themselves. You realize that as you're watching it. The front men and the old man are the actual people on top. The others mm. are just victims. So, and if they don't listen to what's being told on top, they are shot and killed. Now that is, the, even though the pink people kill the players, they are victims themselves because if they don't kill the players, they die. You're following me so far? Yeah, but they get, they're also getting paid. And, and they were they volunteers. They chose no, to be there. We, we don't because we, we, that wasn't revealed yet. I presume they're not volunteers. I presume they were kidnapped. Supposing that we presume they are kidnapped and put over there, right? So they, in, in that scenario, if that is a scenario, we can okay, argue okay. that both are victims of circumstance, right? Sure, if they're kidnapped and yeah, 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 e- sure. Equally, because you are now forced to do an evil person's bidding, else you'll be killed yourself. Fair enough. Yes. But that is not the scenario for slaughterhouse workers. So calling no. them a victim completely undermines what the animals are going through. And number two, you're saying that we are demonizing the, the person who makes this claim, I'm saying, is, from yes, a, from, yes. I'm, I'm very sure, far left-wing, intersectional approach, um, course, yeah. vegan, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to throw in another vulgarity, but I just decided to swallow that word. <laughs> uh, I, I'm pretty sure that's what they are. So what I'm yeah. saying is that when they say you are demonizing slaughterhouse workers, I would like to ask, who is demonizing slaughterhouse workers? I have not come across a single post demonizing slaughterhouse workers. And even if, let's say, suppose out of anger, like, like I saw that day a pig being taken away, uh, like mm. feet tied up, mouth gagged and stuff. And uh, there was a guy singing songs and taking the pig away on a scooter. And I was thinking to myself, fuck this guy. I hope he crashes and gets killed somewhere. Yeah. If I made a post tomorrow saying that fuck these people, let them all die. Yeah, that's one post I'm making out of anger. I'm, no one is demonizing them. Veganism is not demonizing them. So where does this mm. idea even come from, from the fact that vegans demonize it? Can I understand that? Mm. And the thing is, even even if they were, as, as like I've said, there's, there's definitely a, a big divide between even vegans, between humans and, and animals. Because, okay, let's have a look at the Russia situation right now. The Russians are mm-hmm. killing Ukrainians. No one is saying those poor Russian soldiers, those poor Russian soldiers that have been forced, because in Russia, if you if you dissent, uh, they're sending you to jail, right? So if, if you right, refuse right. to go, if you refuse to do what they say, they'll jail you, right? N- yeah, no right. one's looking at the, the, the Russian shooting the Ukrainian family and saying that poor Russian. And and when people say, fuck those, fuck those Russian soldiers, fuck Putin, fuck all these people, they, they you know, someone should kill their families, blah, blah, blah. People are saying this stuff, but that that's the... That's accepted, right? No, not many right. people are arguing against that. So my point is, is that when vegans, uh, which we should, some vegans do say this stuff, when vegans are looking into this and saying, "Hey, uh, you know, fuck that slaughter worker, fuck that, fuck these people who are killing animals," they, you know, they're they're horrible, they're monsters or whatever, they are scumbags. Um, mm-hmm. All of a sudden people who are on the same side of the coin like vegans are running to, some vegans are running to their defense as if as if these words online are harming these people yeah, yeah uh, you know. make it different that's what i'm saying far yeah, left wing yeah. not jobs yeah far left wing not jobs yeah. like they're just behaving like they usually do like idiots that's it so i don't take them seriously anymore i don't really care what they no, say yeah. and i'm look I'm, I'm going really out of my place serious right now again i don't even know whom you're talking about okay sure, but i would yeah. just go uh, out of my out of context and just say that I'm pretty sure this person is not even contributing much to the vegan movement in India either. I'm sure. just going to go on a limb and say that. I don't even know who we're talking well, we'll about. See. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Because we'll uh, somebody is coming on the podcast, and to Tilo, because I want to bring these things up. I'm bringing them up with you because I kind of had a an instinctive feeling that you would be on would be on the same side of this, and I wanted to get your opinions. And and this individual is going to be on the other side, so we'll we'll see. You know, we'll clash our ideas together and see what comes up and see where this is coming from. Because I find that. 
intriguing. Yeah, and if you could um, ask me one question on my behalf, my question is that hmm. what makes these people conclude that vegan activists are demonizing slaughterhouse? What do you make, define demonizing? Yeah, I suppose it's just that, like, you know, vegans on the whole, I mean, it is true that we judge, harshly judge these people and uh, that most of us would consider them to be uh, somewhat, uh, most vegans would consider them, to, consider them to be somewhat evil, if not fully evil, like fully horrendous mm -hmm, people. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, in, in the sense of what they do as a job, that's accurate. That their job that's is true, evil. Yes, yes, their yes, job. Yes, they're yes, doing correct. something absolutely horrific and horrendous. As far as them outside of their job, um, I mean, are, are they evil in every part of life? Probably not. Uh, but in terms of what exactly, they do yeah. day to day, yes, they are very, very. That is a very evil thing they're doing. And uh, I guess the another differentiator would be: Are they enjoying what they're doing? And the, the, some of these individuals that are arguing in favor help to help these people would say well if they're enjoying it it's because they've conditioned themselves to enjoy it and, and they're still a victim whereas it's kind of like well then you know are you going to apply that to russian soldiers are you going to apply that to the nazis are no. you going to apply that you know what i mean and the answer is no so. because because it's called speciesism and even right, vegans exactly. can be extremely yeah. speciesistic and the mm. fact is that no matter what in the end of the day it's your own species here that's suffering and it's an animal so even if it's your own species that's tormenting and killing someone else who's not your species mm. you look at your species as a victim because they are your species and just because the actual victim is not your species, you think, well, they're like, you can, you know, we always unknowingly, even among vegans, place animal lives below human lives. Because like you said, if, mm. forget even animals, if the victim was a dog or a cat, people wouldn't say that. They Absolutely. wouldn't say that. Absolutely. It's only yeah. when the chickens and pigs and cows and goats. Stop <laughs> demonizing Stop demonizing yeah. these dog fighters, okay? They're doing what they need to do. They pit these dogs fighting against each other because they need to make a living wage. It's not. Uh, it's not my. It's not their fault. They were born into this capitalist system. These dog exactly. fighters, cock fighters, uh, you know, chicken fighters, dog fighters. These people that that torture animals for for money or whatever, or to sell the videos to people with sick fetishes. Look, they're just trying to live in this capitalist system, okay? Capitalism is the enemy, Arvind. Do you not realize that? I think the whole anti-capitalist argument. But then, look, here's my one thing, though. If you're, the person you yeah. bring up is a vegan, right? The person you're going yeah, to call yeah, yeah, is yeah, a yeah. vegan. So, you know, they're vegan. This, this there are person, jobs who are non-vegan to make the statement, by the way, what you're saying. There are non-vegan no, to make... This, this person, ones. by the way, just, just uh -huh. FYI, this person and a lot of these people making these points, it's not like they mm -hmm. only make these points. There are, there are really good vegan uh, posts and, and uh, vegan arguments they make and, and they get into debates with non-vegan. You know, they're not... Uh, the, there are people out there uh, and this this person I'm just referring to here in particular mm -hmm. makes some really good pro-vegan posts. It's just these ones are, are also peppered in there with between all these others, all, this other, all these good posts and then I'm, I'm like, what, what, what is this, you know? And which is why I invited him on to come and talk to me on the podcast to find out like what's, what's inspiring you to, to say these things, uh, about, is it, is it necessary? Is it, is it helpful? Am I missing something? You know, right, right, right. I want to find out if I'm missing something here, but I've got a sneaky suspicion that it's, uh, it's it's misguided at best. Let's just say that I'm not going to be too harsh. I'll wait till we've spoken mm -hmm. to make my firm, you know, final decision on it. But uh, um, yeah, it seems a bit mad. It seems a bit mad. I find that vegans in general, uh, and I don't want this to be just shitting on vegans podcast, but it, it does feel like we, uh, as a, as a, as a, I don't know, not community, but just as vegans, as people tend to try to like out, 
awoke each other quite a lot. Do you ever find this? Like, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say in an Indian context, it's like showing that I'm more purer than you. They want to show right. that they're the purest of all vegans. That's and a great. Weirdly, uh, yeah. the, weirdly enough, it is the ones who are against Brahmin purity that try to keep showing that they are the more purer ones among the vegan mm. communities. You know, ironically enough. But yeah, that constantly exists, and it, it's it's not only amongst the points that you spoke, such as uh, not about slaughterhouse workers. Like if you put uh, a picture saying that oh, I ate this mock meat, oh, you eat mock meat, how disgusting! I don't even need to eat mock meat. Like who who cares? Who asked that point? Like everyone, right. I eat only healthy food. I'm a healthy vegan. I'm this vegan, that vegan. This way better than you. Like it's and that's why I'm telling you. Like um, see, the thing is about veganism is to be a vegan in and of itself requires a lot of courage and determination because you're choosing yep. to go against the grain, stand up against your family and friends, and stand with your convictions strongly, boldly speak up for the most abused creatures on earth. So mm. vegans by themselves have such strong convictions and determination. I would say almost any vegan. So when it comes to the small intricacies of differences that we see between ourselves, we tend to hold on to those even stronger as well. Like we want to show to you, no, I'm right even in this as well. And I want you to understand why I'm right. Like we are so focused on that. Mm. And I must admit that I too was like that, uh, very much trying to focus. I wanted other vegans to have the exact same belief I did in every other mm. thing. I, oh, I'm an atheist. I'm an atheist. You're not an atheist. Like, I used to be like that at one point. But then I realized like, oh, what is veganism about? What am I trying to do? I'm trying to help animals. So mm. who cares if someone's an atheist? Like the person you said right now who has this belief, there are many vegans I know who'll be like, oh my God, how dare he have this belief? No, I must argue with him, respond to every single post he makes. You're like, you know, mm. I want to debate him and all this. I'm like, chill. Let him have his opinion. I think it's crazy. I don't agree with it. I don't even want to engage with it. For me, right now at this point, I'm like, I want to focus all of my energy into making non-vegans into vegans because that's all that matters. Nothing else, to be honest, unless... The vegan is going to say shit like, uh, let's put chickens into uh, bigger cages. Then right, I have to speak right. against the vegan. Or like when Robin Singh said that uh, clean milk campaign or veganish, then I have to speak against the vegans. Mm. But a vegan having one or two different opinions than me on certain things, because again, like you said, let's just say hypothetically, I am demonizing slaughterhouse workers. Like you said, how does that really affect them? Nothing. Similarly, yeah. this person here is saying that I am demonizing slaughterhouse workers. How does that affect me? It doesn't. He doesn't have to agree with me. It's all right. He can have mm. a different opinion. As long as ve non-vegans are being changed into vegans and we focus and work on that despite our differences, at this point, mm. I honestly don't care anymore. Like, so. Yeah, I, I worry that the that what it is 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 it's sort of this it's like over compassion. It's like people think that they get into they become a vegan because they think mm -hmm. that that it's like this is it's a it's a compassionate move. I'm doing this for compassion. And I, what I think is that, yes, okay, for most people that is going to work at least a certain level of empathy, compassion, emotion, because most people are driven by emotion. That's true. But then th there comes a time where it seems to go overboard, where vegans start to, to have compassion for, uh, we need to have compassion in every single thing that we do and say every, otherwise we're a fake vegan. That's, that's, that's mm -hmm. what the kind of the message seems to be. So it's like, if you don't have compassion for slaughterhouse workers, you're a fake vegan because veganism is about compassion. And to the point where some animal rights organizations, again, I'm, I won't name names. I've already said enough about them in the past. They actually had events. I'm talking animal mm -hmm. rights organization held events in support of slaughter workers at slaughterhouses. Like they actually, this happened. I don't know if you know about this. Do you know about uh, this? I think I've heard. Okay, wait, I, I know who we're talking about. This okay, legit this happened. For, this okay, legit. for the slaughterhouse workers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, like, that's so, when... 
I can, I can add some things to this. The first it's thing that the big miss, it's, it's, it's mental, it's stupid, but the first thing is because they have uh, wrongly changed the, see, they, I'm telling you right now, what's happening is that veganism is merely just one identity that me and you have. I'm a vegan, I'm an Indian. You're a vegan, you're from England. So these are, again, no matter what happens, you will be an Englishman, I will be an Indian man. And you might have your own political beliefs, religious beliefs, and I have my own. So what we are trying to do is unknowingly, we also have our political beliefs and there are people in our vegan movement, especially the far left-wing political believing people who want to enforce their political beliefs into veganism. They're twisting the definition of veganism to suit their political beliefs so they can then be the moral judge and judge everyone who doesn't agree with them on every single mm. thing they say. Okay, And then ostracize them, silence them, do whatever they want, belittle them. And basically, my point is this. These veganism is not about compassion. Yes, when I see an animal suffering, I do feel bad for the animal. I have empathy, blah, 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 whatever. But veganism is fundamentally based on rock solid logic, reasoning, and scientific evidence. We have these three completely mm -hmm. on our side. It's not based on compassion. Even if there is a person who doesn't have an ounce or shred of empathy for any animal on earth or any other creature other than himself or herself, this person is still morally obligated to be a vegan just through logic alone. It's not mm -hmm. based on compassion. It isn't based yeah. on compassion. It's not based on like me choosing to be a benign person. No, it's because I wouldn't harm, I wouldn't want anybody to harm me the same way I harm animals. So what justification do I have to harm them? Those yeah. answers don't make any sense. Therefore, now I'm obligated to be a vegan. So, but if mm -hmm. you can just slightly twist the definition and say, oh my God, veganism is based on compassion. Okay. Now you can start asking, you must now behave in the exact same way I feel. If mm -hmm. I empathize with some group, you must empathize with them. If you don't, you're a horrible person. So that's yeah. what they're twisting the definition. These people are merely twisting the definition of veganism. Veganism is yeah. not based on empathy or compassion. That's wrong. And they're twisting these individuals out there. They're not just twisting the definitions of, uh, of veganism, but twisting the definitions of many, many things. And the, the unfortunate result of this is you find a good majority of people who the majority this is this is this is a hot take i guess but you know try and prove me wrong the not not you but anybody listening who thinks i'm wrong okay. i know you're going to agree with this um the majority of people on this planet and the entire world entire population are conservative traditional okay that this is where they fit you might you, you, you vegans point to like oh you know look at the progressive movements look how, look how well they're doing look at like i know blm look at look at the trans these are minority groups right the extreme majority extreme minority the majority of the entire world when you get out, especially if you get out of the west it's even more conservative and even more traditional so we're trying to appeal to these conservative traditional people. Right? You've got two choices. Either try to tell them that all their politics and all their beliefs are wrong and they should be a progressive like like you, the BLM trans rights activist, right? Which, good luck. Or you tell them your conservative traditional values can totally coincide with being a vegan um, or, or, you know, not being a transphobe or just, you know, being uh, being nice to LGBT people, being nice to black people. You don't have to tell them to rewrite all their beliefs. You just have to adjust them slightly and say, hey, look, be a conservative traditional. That's fine. Just just don't abuse anyone. And, and you know, and as a vegan, obviously, I'm focusing on animals, but wherever you stand for, you, you don't need to rip apart their politics to have them just be respectful, right? I'll tell you what's happening. So first things first is majority of these people who do hold this uh, belief that you're talking about, let's keep a name mm -hmm. for them, intersectional vegans. I don't think you want that name. Let's, I, don't know, far, far, I call them far intersectional vegans. 
I call them intersectional uh, ideologues or woke ideologues because there uh, are woke. Okay, I suppose woke is is a pejorative. I think woke goes all right, but if you're going to say intersectional, and for me the the word intersectional is not a pejorative. I don't see it as an insult. What I see as an insult is is an intersectional ideologue because intersectionals by themselves. I've met great intersectional vegans who just genuinely good at what they have do. You, they, they have you? Absolutely do. They, they're able to balance multiple <laughs> things. They're able to talk about multiple okay. things. They don't attack anyone who disagrees with them on what they're doing. They just, there are people out there who genuinely just care about like multiple things. So they try to bring it all together and, and it's fine. But they're a minority of, of these individuals, let's be honest. Well, it's it's, it's um, nice to hear that you've met such people because every yeah. single person I've met under that label has been completely cuckoo in the head. Not one, not a single one has been... Um, Sensible the to thing me. is, gotta, we, the thing is, we got to be careful because the loudest are often the ones that we see the most of. So, for example, mm -hmm. people think vegan; they think vegan teacher, and that uh, vegan mm -hmm. teacher is not representative of of vegans. There are loads of yeah, vegans yeah, who are like, exactly, yeah. right? So it's the same with intersectional vegans too, or, or whatever you want to call them, whatever they call themselves. The loudest ones are often the most fucking idiotic ones, and unfortunately, for the ones who are actually doing really well. And actually doing this the, the way that they that that sounds good on paper like on paper it sounds great i, I care about the all these things so i'm gonna um try and i tie them in together sometimes and i and i use them to elevate each other and i you know for example for me i would be considered not by these idiots but by some people i'd be considered an intersectional vegan why because when i talk about animals i sometimes mention that also, in addition to all the horrible things that happen to animals, do you know what happens to the, these workers? They get PTSD, they get depression, they have violent tendencies from the work they do. So this is this is killing animals and it's messing up people's psych, psych, psyches. You know, it's fucking up people up right, too. Right, right. That's an intersectional approach, even though I am not pro the ideologue way of doing it, which is, you know, um, that we can't we call these people victims. They're not victims, but they, they do suffer psychological impacts from the work they're doing. And why not mm -hmm. bring that up? It just bolsters the argument for the animals that that not only does it hurt the animals, it also messes with humans too. I don't see a problem with that. So so right, that's right, what right, I would right. consider it to be like positive uh, way of doing it. But that's not the way okay. the ideologues right. do it. So I would right. go so for the, the, intersectional the ideologues. Ideologue. Okay, so the point I want to make is that many of these ideologues think that their method works because the mm. only thing they see is social media. Understand that majority of the people who use social media come from an educated, like look at India right now. I use Facebook and many other things, but mm. that's because I come from a upper middle class background who has access mm -hmm. to internet connection and all these things. I speak English. And so we think in this line, this modern liberal way of thinking. I'm capable of understanding what they say. So, but social media, even though there are millions of people on it, represents only a fraction of humanity, a fraction mm. of humanity. So the majority of the people, as you stated, are conservative and they don't use social media. So just because you are getting, you make your um, whatever pro-intersectional posts on social media and you have many people coming now and commenting and saying they like it, they support it. That still represents, you feel happy in your own bubble. Like they're in this mm. tiny, it's like the frog in the well saying that the well's the world, you know, that's the biggest place. Yeah. It's never left the yeah. well, lives in its own bubble and saying, oh, this is the world. I'm so happy to how many frogs there are. Well, you're a small well, a few tiny frogs. Look at the grand world. Look at the grand scheme of things. There are so many mm. people and they will not agree with you. So it is sadly that I think they're looking at the success they have on social media and mm. judging that to be like as a global statement of how successful they are as a movement. That's First of all, that's not true. And mm. second thing is, if you really want to know how successful you are as a movement, I don't care which movement you are, even like veganism, go yep. online on media. 
Okay, go to a news channel and see how what reaction you get from the public based on that. That tells you because not everyone's on social media. Everyone doesn't watch you on YouTube or something on Instagram or whatever. But everyone watches TV. Almost everyone watches TV and the news. True, true. So that's when you realize really what the majority of opinions are. Now, I'm not saying that the opinions that these people hold, these intellectual ideologues are wrong. They are pro-LGBT rights. I am too. Okay. They are pro-women's mm. rights. I am too. Of course, we agree with these things. If I didn't, if mm. how could I be against speciesism and then say, no, it's all right to be homophobic? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, it would make any sense. Now, you know, is it possible to be a homophobic vegan? It is. But logically, it's completely inconsistent. It's so I cannot do that. Mm. Now, those are all good things, but that is not how I see them using this intersectional things. It is mostly used to say that, hey, your ancestors did some shit to mine in the past, okay? Mm. Or my ancestors also did shit to some other people's ancestors in the past. And therefore, now, I must not speak about animal rights. And I must allow the people who were oppressed in the past to speak about animal rights. Whether that person is an effective activist or not, that person could be a complete fucking moron, wouldn't know how to communicate properly with animal rights or anything. Yeah, They'd probably yeah. just sit there and talk about, talk about trans rights instead of animal rights. But no, I'm not supposed to talk because, oh my goodness, my parents are Brahmins and they've done bad things. So what, what, how does this make sense? You know, What's the logic in this? It's identity politics. It's that your opinions are valid or invalid depending on who you are and, and how you were born. And you know, I... I watched this um, YouTuber the other day and he made this great introduction where he was talking about his, he's a supervillain, right? Um, because mm-hmm. he, what the things that he is, like he is the biggest supervillain. And I really connected with it because he was saying, right. So he said, uh, it, it went through the labels he's been given. So and I've been given these labels too by certain individuals. So I've, I've had Nazi, homophobe, sexist, misogynist, racist, uh, transphobe. I think I've had transphobe. I don't know. Maybe I have, maybe I hadn't. I can't remember. Um, bigot. Okay. So it's like, you get to a point where you're like, I am a super villain, right? I must be. And, 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 and it's hilarious because it's like, you know, add those things together. And wow. I mean, that is, that is a fucking CV. That is that's a resume and a half. And, and, and uh, yeah. And, and the point is, is like you just said, um, the reason I've been called all these things, I mean, I'll sit here now and, and I'm, I'm happy to, to outwardly say that I am, I am supportive of, it, of, of all people uh, who are who are in some way oppressed and, and and you show me someone who's oppressed show me someone who's struggling and uh i would say i want to support you know them and, and their fight and maybe i i wouldn't go out and be an activist i focus on animals but um you know if we're going to discuss it philosophically or whatever yes i'm i'm supportive of individuals who are you know minority groups and getting them rights if they don't have rights i think that's a good thing and helping them be considered you know a member of society who's respected that's a good thing i think it's great respect um i don't hold any kind of strong religious views against certain groups or whatever like i'm I'm pretty much an atheist agnostic you know what i mean i'm not driven mm-hmm. by these things i'm very progressive but to these people uh i am i am just as bad as a as a literal like a neo-nazi and, and i guess you've had the same thing too and these are the ideologues we're talking about this is what i mean when i say ideologue because only yeah, yeah. an ideologue would come to that conclusion Right? See, is there... some, some, no, there's some irony in this because I'm pretty sure it might even work for you in the UK there. You're not mm. in the UK, you're in Finland right now. But sure. the point is that the majority so of these the West, yeah, the, these left-wing people, at least here in India, uh-huh. they uh, accuse me of things that I am even not. Like, for, okay, of course, you can call me if you want a homophobe, racist, whatever, blah blah blah. But then they say that I am a pro-right-wing BJP. BJP is the one of the parties right. here, supporter. I'm not. 
Right, you can't right. do something. I'm not even that. And then they say like, oh, I've always seen him speaking up for Modi. Modi is the current prime minister. I'm like, I never have. Like, no, <laughs> no, you're just, you're just making shit up about me. <laughs> Other thing is like, oh, Arvind's a pro Brahmin. Like, dude, I am an atheist since I was 11 years old. What are mm. you talking about? Like, it's like, see, again, the thing is this. They have made it up in their mind. If I make it up in my mind right now to hate you, I, 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 like nothing you can say is going to convince me. I decided I am going to hate you. Now, I'm just going to look for reasons to hate you. I'm going to look for various lies that I can spread about you to others to make them also hate you and make sure you're sad and everyone hates you. So if, if, if I've made up my mind, no matter what you say, I will not be convinced. And what's the point, right? I think blowing this open, it's not just vegans who are dealing with this. Actually, it's it's like it's like this little beehive of very angry, very annoying bees. And um, there's the rest of us out there, right? So this little, there's only a small beehive, but because they're so fast and so stingy, they can really, really annoy everybody. And, 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 and when I say annoy, I mean, they're making people lose their jobs. They're making people lose their careers, friends, you know, it's really, they can have a big impact on people, but they are still just a small little beehive. And when you, when you, when you hit the beehive, they come for you. And that's not just in vegan, the vegan world, animal rights world. It's, it's literally just in real life right now. And I think people are sick of it. And I think, Part of what I do um, on my channel and part of what I've done before and I'm going to do more of moving forward is to give people a, a place where actually we're talking about this stuff and maybe they're not vegan, but they can empathize, they, they can connect with what we're going through as vegans, even though they think they think we're part of this, by the way. They think we're one of these bees because vegans are just, mm -hmm. oh, they're all vegans. They're all they're all the same. They're these cancel people. Well, I think it's important we show that no, we're not. Like the the, yeah. the most majority of vegans are dealing with the same shit the general public is dealing with when it comes to this cancel, um, you know, woke really culture, yeah. woke culture. We're dealing with it just as much, and it and it really sucks. And I think the only way to handle it properly is if we all stand up and say no, um, get fucked. I think it's really important that the average person starts to stand up and say no. Well, I'm not what you say I am. You're just an idiot and shut up. Uh, I'll keep saying what you're saying, but but it shouldn't be listened to. It shouldn't be taken seriously. Because actually, well, I, I, okay, actually yeah. I, I kind of disagree with you on that one. I have oh, learned yeah? another method in the past couple of years that really works wonders on them. Oh, you yeah, go for them. it. Ignore them. That's it. They lose sure. their mind. They lose their fucking mind. I've seen that like once on one of my posts, they like, I think what they do is they take one of my posts, and they share it to this WhatsApp group where they have all of their friends there. And like, hey, guys, Arvind said this. Now go comment this and like every mm. single comment I make. So like, one person puts a comment and out of the blue, 80 likes they get. Like So again, they live so much in the social media bubble that they mm. actually feel that if they come to a post I made on social media and they put a comment and get likes there, that the point is right and that for some reason now I should feel sad or bad or something. I like what Dave Chappelle said once. They tried to take right. me on Twitter and beat me up, but then I realized Twitter is not a real place. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you one more thing. I because these people are also cowards. Because I've I've met these people who speak crap about me online. I met them right. in real. I looked mm. at them in their eyes. You know what they did? Right. They looked down, looked away, and walked away. What kind of a cowardly move is that? I mean, I'm you. You spoke. You literally spew venom at me online. Oh yeah. I'm here with you in the flesh. Don't you want to say something to my face? Oh no, that's scary. They, they won't oh, do that. Like, no, totally. Uh, because totally. I, I, I wouldn't harm anybody. Just saying, I, I would never physically harm anyone at all for any. You can speak whatever you want about me. I, I really wouldn't hurt you at all. I, I'm not that kind of a person. But they are scared because they realize that real life is not as safe as the online world. And one more point you made right now, which I want to show the irony. Right, the right. people 
you say who say that we demonize slaughterhouse workers when you made that example right now saying hitting a beehive with a stick they'll probably condemn you for that and say it's speciesistic yeah. if you call an animal as an it wait as an it they'll say oh my god that's speciesistic if i call someone in tamil like hey nai like hey you dog oh my god that's speciesistic but a person choosing to take a knife and shove it into the knife into the knife, animal's throat oh no that's not speciesistic they are a victim of the situation they are victims mm. i mean they should, for these people apparently words speak louder than actions for some right, reason okay right 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 because after yeah. the opinion that no matter what i speak or whatever anybody speaks in their actions in the end if they are non violent how is this person a problem to society like they you can just call them an idiot you can say oh my god he's annoying he's mental he's crazy he's on babbling stuff that's okay he's still harmless but what about mm. the one who speaks so sweetly oh my god i will never use speciesistic language i will never use sexist language but i will pay for people to forcefully impregnate animals steal their babies from them and kill the children steal the milk and then kill the mother as well so which is worse the one who doesn't use the language but still kills others or the one who despite using horrible language doesn't kill others obviously yeah. actions speak louder than words so yeah what deserves more yeah, yeah the point is what deserves more of your time the person who doesn't exactly. align with you on every single political view or the person who does align with you maybe but is abusing animals or the person who doesn't align with you and abuses animals who deserves most of your time probably the ones who are abusing animals yeah. first and foremost <laughs> and work yeah. backwards to the to the to the to the vegans that you think have some wait wait I'm going to put this problematic views you know work work backwards to those vegans because those guys <laughs> why, why would you spend so much time on on vegans who you think have a uh, you know don't agree with you on every single every single point right okay right and here's my question to you so let's just so i'm a vegan you're a vegan let's mm. say i say something that's offensive why yeah. is it the need that they need to silence me what about hey arvind i think you're wrong sit with us let's learn Let's learn. So apparently, people who kill animals are victims, and they deserve a chance to change yeah. their jobs, even though murder. But me, who says a word, apparently should be should shut the fuck up forever now, forever. I don't deserve a second oh, yeah. chance to learn. Even if I am wrong. You How can never, you can never, so. you can never come back from it. But but uh, an animal, a meat eater, has uh, unlimited chances to to with a vegan. Like you know, vegan will keep meat eaters, spend, animal spend killers, spend yeah, years. Try, they'll spend years trying to convince them and no matter what they say it's okay they you know they're just, they're just indoctrinated and you know see the thing is this you have to understand that these people come from a real uh, place of hatred now another thing mm. you need to understand about them is that i also realized no one does this for no reason yes there are people who just like drama and stuff but if you notice many of these people actually have been through probably some traumatic experience in their life that makes them hold a particular value i'm probably sure some of them probably were abused as children or probably had like uh, they're probably walking in the street and some man walked up to them and tried to misbehave and stuff so i understand why maybe they end up becoming a misandrist it actually to me i, I kind of empathize on that it makes sense mm. but un- unfortunately they just like they start looking at everyone that way like you know they do have a messed up childhood they probably have a messed up background because many of them actually mm. do come forward and say like i've abused i've read this post like i've been abused at this point i've been abused at that point people used to keep making fun of me for this or that and mm. at that time you kind of feel bad for them like oh shit maybe they did go through something in their life that would uh, you know lead Causes them to behave this way yeah yeah i, I think justify issue, their behavior i think the issue is it's like yeah of course people I mean the, but the thing is instagram whatsapp twitter youtube this is not therapy Right, and then I think these people need to stop treating it like therapy. Yeah, yeah. We don't. The world doesn't need you attacking it as your therapy. Right, that's not helping right, right, you, and right. it's not helping the world. Go and see if you can't afford to go see someone. Start writing. 
right? Start, start, write, write poetry, make music, do something to channel your, your, these dark emotions, which you're valid in having, but don't channel them into, against other people. And don't, don't build right, a following right. from hatred because you had a shitty start in life. It's not therapy. It's not helping you. These people, they're going to be the first ones to be like suicidal in the future because this, this, this is fake support. People, people will get sick of the hatred and the, and the nastiness you're putting out there. And then you'll end up with no support and your, your therapy will have gone. That's only gonna, you That's know, it can't, it can't last forever. So, you That's know, true. you're only gonna end up in a worse position, and and so, so deal with it now the right way, and and stop. You know, if that's you, if that, if that's, if that's why they're doing it, they really need to get a better way of, of dealing with these things. But and we can it, talk about something else if you want to right now, because I mean, we've been going on for almost an hour just about them. Like, it doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> I mean, usually I limit these to an hour, to be honest, but we can, uh, okay. um, so the main arguments I would say you get in India as, as, mm -hmm. as me living, I've been living in India, so I know as well, uh, it's, it's usually the, the, okay, they get the Islam argumentation of the Quran says we can kill animals. You get the Hindu argumentation of, um, the, the Hindu gods drank milk and, and milk, cow, cow is the mother and milk has, um, sorry, cow's pee has gold in it and things like that. And the, the atheist position um, which tends to be just a complete rebellion of of Hinduism, right? I've I've found that right. if someone's an atheist, it's because they rebelled against Hinduism. And not I've not met many ex-Muslim atheists in India. I met mainly ex-Hindu atheists, and they're like, "How don't you dare tell me um, that I can't eat meat because that's a that's this Hindu bullshit." So so tell us, you can give us. Let's go through them one by one. And as you as the the Earthling head of India. Um, <laughs> how do you, how do you deal with them? So let's go first Muslim. So I'm a Muslim. I've come to you, Arvin, and I'm like, Hey, let's look, the Quran says I can kill animals and eat them. Um, you're just, you're, you're vegan is just Hindu bullshit and I'm not a Hindu. Fuck you. I'm a Muslim. I'm going to eat my biryani. Okay. So the answer I'm going to say to you might shock you a bit. It's probably not what you expected, but I wouldn't respond to you if it's a DM, nor would I, uh, take part in a conversation with you in real life. I have, I have been doing outreach right now for almost five years here in India. I do not engage with Muslims at all, ever. On the okay. streets, when I used to give out pamphlets and stuff, never, ever, 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 ever. It doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. Okay, it's, it's, uh, we need a completely different strategy to deal with that community because they just don't listen. I'm, I'm being honest. Like, they don't listen at all. Unless they're talking about a Muslim who doesn't have a beard, doesn't wear the cap, is not wearing robe, if it's more of like this a mod, like let's say they look like me. Then I could try to yeah. talk to them with more rationality and reasoning. But in the end, if they keep saying, Oh, but my book says so, my book says so, well then I'll have to say to him, like, dude, come on, man, you don't listen to every single thing your book says for everything you do in your life. You don't do that. So mm -hmm. why is it only when it comes to harming animals are you doing so? But regardless, I want to say that I don't have many strong arguments uh, to speak uh, you know. To convince a Muslim to go vegan, because I have okay. never done that, nor do I intend on doing it anytime in the future. So that's just okay. me. Okay. So, 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 for, so for an activist starting out, let's say, relatively inexperienced, who would need to learn these arguments, the, the advice is mm -hmm. maybe your time is better spent on somebody who's like if a traditional Muslim wants to talk to you about it, maybe don't don't have too big expectations for that conversation because it's it's a difficult um, religion to deal with. That's basically the, yeah. The because right? it's not, not only is it difficult to deal with, they sometimes become anti-vegan like for example right, okay. i was once on the road and my friends we were writing in chalk piece in the streets like go vegan and stuff and this random muslim dude came up and he said can i have a chalk piece i'm like sure i gave it to him and he's there drawing an eggplant in the purple chalk and then writing next to it in tamil katri kayum katum that means even eggplants scream in pain i'm like what the fuck are you like, like 
I I just gave it to him because he I thought okay he's asking for a chop please give it to him what's wrong in that so um, I mean it's, it's, then, a, it's a, as far as trolls go that's pretty good uh, like you got to go that's pretty good <laughs> I, I give him that I'll give him that and once I don't be speaking to a young couple about veganism on the street and then this muslim guy figured out what I was doing he came next to me out of nowhere stood next to me facing the couple and he was like Oh, plants feel pain. Do not believe these liars. Believe in the. I'm like, dude, why are you going out? Oh. Of, I didn't even ask you. I didn't even ask you to be a part of the conversation. He's just going plant, out of his way to come into this. He's a plant and, rights, plant rights plant activist. activist. Yeah. yeah, and the thing that was even the worst. I remember once we were at this park. Me and my friends. This is like back in 2016 when I started doing outreaches and activism mm. six years ago at this point. So what happened was there was this man. I think his daughters, like five daughters, were there. All of them are wearing a burqa and stuff. Mm-hmm. and i walked up to them holding a pamphlet and i had this tabloid where i could show them a video i said like, excuse me uh, in tamil is asking them would you like to see this video and stuff and these five girls stood up i'm not making this up they stood up and they screamed like as if i was misbehaving like ah! like that okay and the man stood up and told me like go away from here do not come near my children go and i was like dude i was just asking would you like what do you think i could possibly do like what am i so horrifying that you have to behave this way so look they are, they don't want to come out of the community they right. don't want in fact there are i'm still this you will even agree with this when it comes to uh, england there are many streets in london you wouldn't enter at this point am i right there are muslim dominated areas you wouldn't even enter those streets would you same thing exists mm-hmm. here in india like they are a very tight knit community within mm-hmm. their community they don't look they're very clear on this we don't want to hear anything from you just leave us be We don't okay. want anything. So at this point, why should I try? So sure, okay. <laughs> Let's change lines. <laughs> yeah, so now sure. we're gonna now we're gonna Hindu. We're gonna Hindu, and yeah, and yeah. I'm I'm the Hindu now. Okay, so listen. Right. Um, I I love animals too. I love cows. That's why I drink their milk. Okay, uh, the cow is my mother, and their pee has gold in it. That's why I drink their pee as well. And uh, look, this is this these are my gods, and you're not gonna convince me to stop drinking milk. It's it's the it's a miracle food. It is blessed by the gods. it is to make my brain expand it enlightens my spiritual powers drinking milk okay so i'm I, mm-hmm. you know why should i stop drinking milk I, I, i'm i'm in, i'm in, this is what i do this is hindu this is hinduism i'm okay. a hindu okay so to this person actually you have to kind of um, what you what i'm going to convey right now is not going to be the exact vegan ideology but you can try to convince them to go vegan by kind of uh, sacrificing that what you have to say to them is first of all in our book the shastras the vedas and everything there is a method by which cows are supposed to be raised it is said that first of all a cow should be treated like the member of your own family meaning which you don't tie her up you don't put a hole into her nose to tie a rope onto her you don't mm-hmm. do any of that you give her food treat her like how you would a fellow family member give her a huge land of pasture to graze upon and then you also introduce a bull into that pasture now if they choose to by themselves mate and the cow gets pregnant let them do so you have no right to interfere into any of this and once that cow gives birth and that calf has its share of milk if there is any milk remaining in the others and the mother cow permits you to take it you are allowed to take so and then consume it that is known as satvik milk s a t v i c milk satvik basically means pure in sanskrit so that's pure milk so if according to our scriptures satvik milk is allowed and satvik behavior is said to be good for us but we have to ask them tell me of all the products you see on the supermarket shelves be it milk ghee curd cheese butter lassi uh, paneer kulfi ice cream chocolates anything do any of these come from satvik milk now you will obviously agree and say no 
So if it doesn't come from Southwick Milk, then you must assure to me right now that you will never ever ever buy any single product you see out there on the shelves. Now you may have many of these farms out there in this modern day and age claiming that they have ahimsa ways of raising cows, Southwick ways. So I would tell them, please go to a dairy farm yourself in person. Ask them the following questions. First of all, how many cows are here? Let them say there are 10, we have 10 cows. Okay. For how many years have you been raising these cows? For around five years. Okay, five years. That means, let's say you've, been, you've made them pregnant four times. The first year they can't be pregnant. So from second year, four years, you've made them pregnant. That means 10 cows per year equals 10 babies over four years, 40 babies. Can I see those 40 babies right now? Oh, no, you can't. Only some are here. Okay, where are the rest? Oh, um, some ran away. Some, we sold them off to a farmer. I mean, he told us when he used to plow the field. That's not true. The moment you sell the baby from the mother, you're no longer engaging in Ahimsa activities. It's very clearly stated. Our actions must not hurt the feelings of another. So even though if suppose sattvic milk could be produced by the vegan logic, that is still not vegan. We get that. Mm. But then the point mm. is that sattvic milk cannot be produced right now in this modern day and age because number one, it's not economically feasible. And number two, you cannot use it to feed the public. In order to feed over 1 billion Indians here in India, we have to engage in these violent activities. Without it, we cannot consume, get the modern dairy that we do consume. Another point to note, and they say, is that Lord Krishna, which is one of our very devout, wonderful deities, as the ninth incarnation of Vishnu, he was a cow lover. And he used to love consuming ghee, butter, or any dairy products in his young age. So they asked, but Lord Krishna encouraged drinking milk. Why can't we do so? I tell them, well, yes. So understand that the time in which Lord Krishna lived is different to the time in which, time which we live. So in Hinduism, we defied the ages in which human beings on the earth have existed into something called a yuga, Y-U-G-A. Yuga means a span of time. So right now, we are in what the Christians call as judgment day time. That is the time of the rapture. It's over. We're all going to die right now. In right. Hinduism, we call it as Kali Yuga, K-A-L-I space Y-U-G-A. So Kali Yuga means it's the end day's time. And it's predicted in the Kali Yuga that the government will be corrupt, everything will be bad, there'll be animals won't be treated properly anymore, blah, blah, blah. So I'm telling them, listen, we are living in the Kali Yuga. Krishna lived, I believe, in the Dwapara Yuga. That was a Yuga of peace, of love, of care for the cows and everything. You cannot compare his actions in the Dwapara Yuga to our actions today in the Kali Yuga. That's a different timeline, we're a different timeline. To use that and then support the violence we do to cows today makes you not a devotee of Lord Krishna. And if anything, in the Bhagavad Gita, which is the sacred text of the Hindus, it's written clearly. Krishna is saying, it doesn't matter my devotee whether you give me a leaf or a fruit or a twig or anything. As long as you offer me something in devotion, I will accept it. That's it. He never asked for pouring milk on his idol. He never said that. He said, you can give me water or a leaf or a twig or a flower or anything. As long as you give it to me in devotion, I accept. So when Lord Krishna, the greatest lover of cows, himself would not agree with what we are doing. And our scriptures clearly ask for sattvic milk. What is your excuse not to be a vegan? Is what I would say to a Hindu. Big story. But yeah. A lot of reasons. Yeah, a lot of reasons to be vegan, basically. The, it, it's like... It, it it's a really I, I think it's good because like you said at the beginning it's not necessarily a uh what what most vegans would consider to go to because mostly because not educated on hinduism but if you are educated mm -hmm. on hinduism and you're talking to a hindu on on that level um it's really hard to argue against that it's it's it, it, in, in a purely religious context the solution to this all these problems you put forward is just to stop consuming 
the dairy products and consume something else right. instead because it cannot be done the way that the religion specifies it to be done. And uh, I think that's um, it, it, that was very interesting. I never heard that before, to be honest. Let's talk. Let's do the atheist. So um, I've done the the Muslim is quite aggressive, and the and the atheist will be quite aggressive too. The Hindu. I've never really met an aggressive Hindu when they talk about. This is why my impression was a bit softer. But I've met very aggressive uh, Muslims and atheists, and uh, mm -hmm, it tends mm -hmm. to be kind of the same kind of message too. Uh, how dare you tell me? to not eat meat. Now the atheist comes from a similar, an Indian atheist even comes from a similar perspective of they, they were usually raised Hindu, right? And now they reject that rebel and they go, fuck you. I've been told my whole life that I'm not allowed to eat meat. And now I'm eating all the meat and I'm really happy. Who are you vegan? You're just another Hindu telling me to stop eating meat, get out of my face, leave me alone. So, so, See, uh, you know, how, how, what about that then? How, how are you handling sure. that? So, so first we have to look at context here. So an Indian atheist is usually a dumbass because the reason is um, these people are not atheists for rational reasons. They are not atheists because of scientific reasons. There is something known as a hipster factor. You know, be a hipster, be cool, just for the, just so you stand mm. out. You know, I, I'm, okay. I'm among a religious group and I'm like, hey, I'm an atheist over here. I'm cool, you know. That's the reason why majority of Indians are atheists because an atheist should always be open to logical discussion, right? But I'm giving you, you should be, like as a scientific mind, you're like waiting for the next big discovery that humanity makes so you can expand your knowledge and learn more about this weird universe we live in. Shouldn't you be waiting for that? So when I provide you with some juicy new news and things you have never heard about and things that could prove you wrong and change your opinion, you should be like, wow, thanks, Arvind. As an atheist, as a rational thinker, I'd want to think that. But oh no, in the end, they are not rational thinkers. They are just simple-minded organisms who love to shove things down their throat that can spike dopamine in their brain but at the same time, condemning easily, they like to hit the low-hanging fruits of India. This is again Hinduism. Like you said, you have not met many aggressive Hindus. That's because the majority of Hindus are not aggressive. Of course, there are exceptions. There are crazy ones as well. But the majority of them are very open. Like when you were welcomed here in India, if you were the Hindu family, they would have welcomed you so nicely. They're actually very nice people here. So mm -hmm. the thing is that, but so when you condemn a Hindu, you don't get much repercussion for it. Right? What are you going to do? I'm going to behind you? No, nothing. So... The point is that so they just like to do it because it's cool. It's the hip thing to do. That's why they're vegan. They're not here. So when I tell them, listen, when, if, someone is a, if an atheist looks at me in the eyes and tells me, oh, but a lion eats meat, I think you're a complete fucking idiot. I'll tell you, okay, do you know what is an appeal to nature fallacy? You understand why we should not compare our actions with the lions or base our actions based on what lions do, right? And they're like, oh, no, no, ha, ha, brahmin, brahmin. Well, at that point, you're engaging in... Uh, What's the thing called? Um, you insult somebody. Intellectual, it's called, uh, was intellectual dishonesty. Because if my only argument against you was like I'm making fun of you, what's it called? That, that thing. Oh, ad hominem. Ad hominem, exactly. So they're just engaging. So all of the reasonings that they give is either a fallacy of false equivalence, strawman fallacy. Like, see, if they don't, they stop attacking veganism. They begin to attack the messenger. So you're asking me what I would say to them. I would right. first ask them what position they currently hold. Give them the fact and. If, Find out where the lie is existing, debunk it. And then I'll ask them, do you accept what you said before is wrong? I hope they'll say yes. If they say no, I'll walk away. If they say yes, then I'll proceed to look at the next one and next one. Because only okay. to an open-minded atheist can I say this. As I told you, majority of the atheists here, like say, if you are an atheist and you make fun of, let's say, somebody like, you know, you know who's Baba Ramdev? Yeah, yeah. The beard guy, yeah. So if you, he's a yogi guy and he does a lot of pseudo-scientific classic bullshit stuff. Okay, it's true. But if you're you, if you're an atheist and you condemn him, 
you're hip you get it like you're an indian you're like you're that and more majority of the atheists in india come from kerala uh, i would say bengal i'm not sure like mostly these two i, I have seen and even tamil nadu yeah where i live there are a lot of atheists here but then when you speak now about animal rights and other logical stuff they become complete utter idiots they 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 speak like complete buffoons they are just people who are free from the religious bindings that that, that part has been that shackle those shackles have been broken that's it mm-hmm. they are no longer slave to others but they don't mind enslaving others for themselves so that that they can't connect to that level so your challenge your challenge here to atheists watching this which huh. by the way there could be a lot because i did it i recently did a podcast with science is dope pranav from science is dope that, yeah um, yeah, which was great, by the way. He's he's a very interesting guy and very funny. Um, and a lot of his followers and subscribers um, are obviously atheists, like he is as mm-hmm, well an atheist. Mm-hmm. So this, what you're saying, although it's pretty offensive and, and pretty to the point, it is a challenge to those atheists to say, look, yeah. if you don't want to be considered a dumbass, if you don't want to be considered somebody who looks stupid, then pay attention to the facts that are coming to you, the reality of, of what goes on with animals that vegans are bringing up. It's not linked with religion. It's not linked with being a, a you know, oh, I was going to use the word pussy, but whatever. It's not linked with being a, I don't really like it, but whatever. It's not, it's not linked <laughs> with just being some kind of pussy who's just too soft and you know, compassionate to deal with the world. It's it's rooted in logic. It's rooted in in what's you know good for animals. It's it's rooted in giving a shit about others and and the logic of I don't need to do this. I don't need to put any animals through this horror, so I won't do it because it is a good thing to not hurt others. That's not wishy washy religious stuff. That's just being a good but good person stuff. And I think you know, I think most if you're a rational person, truly rational person that will make sense to you, right? right, uh, right. If, if you're not, if you're irrational, if you're an atheist who's just a hipster atheist, and actually you are not, you're still grounded in nonsense, but you're just saying you're an atheist, then that won't make sense to you. Then you'll, you'll be, you know, trying to call people, uh, I don't know, whatever, snowflakes or whatever. You'll be trying to say, oh, look at these silly vegan snowflakes without considering the actual logical, rational message in there. See, an unfortunate thing is there, like, there's one famous atheist from Tamil Nadu. I even spoke about him in your previous uh, podcast. His name is okay. Periyar. He's the guy okay. who spoke against casteism a lot in India, helped a lot of people. He's the guy who recommended many of the lower caste Hindus, told them, convert to Christianity with the British. Rather, you be a Christian, because it's worse being a lower caste in Hinduism than being a Christian. Like He, he was asking them, either convert to Islam or Christianity or be an atheist, because if you are in Hinduism, you're stuck with these Brahmins on top forever. They're never going to show any mercy on you. So this guy is definitely an atheist. Very rational, logical in so many ways. Mm. Amazing person. I have massive respect for him. But what he says, and his I don't know if he said this, but his followers do it today. They kill cows as a public event and eat their flesh just to piss off Brahmins. Right. To protest they don't do the, it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because so when you say go vegan, it involves not eating meat and not eating dairy and eggs. They're... They, I don't blame them too much. I understand the first thought for them is you must be a Brahmin. You right. must be the evil person my ancestors spoke about who would one day come and do this to me again. I know what you're up to. <laughs> so fair enough. You have your guard mm-hmm. on. So now it's about can we sit together and expand the points and look at the facts one by one. If mm-hmm. you think what I'm saying is wrong, continue doing what you're doing. But if you agree it's right, then change yourself. So at this point, they just start engaging in ad hominem. Oh, but and I, mean, I, I, and I guess even thing, yeah. it's even worse because yeah, you've got this this link with Brahmins who have this whole purity thing, which is like all mm-hmm. religion based and casteist based, and then you've got the West, which is veganism is booming in the West and, and mainly in like the UK and America, 
and and especially if you look at the British, the UK, well, the history of the Brits in India is also really bad. So you've got a double whammy there. You've got the this perception that Brahmin purity is pushing this. And then you wait a minute, and look, it's big in, in England as well. Two groups that have oppressed us, you know, yeah. and they're both vegan. So they, they think it, maybe there's a link there, but uh, it's, right, it's kind right. of sad because there really isn't. It's not about purity or supremacy. It's the fucking opposite. We're trying to say like, no, we're not, we're not um, the best. We're not superior. That's why we're not doing this to animals. That's why we're, we're trying to, we're, tr we're actually trying to do the opposite of what these purists did. We're not trying to raise ourselves up. We're actually trying to bring up, bring the animals closer to where we are so to, to have a respect for them. Um, not, not bring them equal because that would be stupid, but bring them at least up a bit so that they're not just yeah, treated yeah. like a fucking chair or a table, you know, like that's all. It's, it's, it's the opposite, even, um, of the, what they think. And obviously, don't get me wrong, there are some Brahmins, there are some uh, people you know, in the West who would go vegan up for purity reasons to be superior. Of course there are, but that's not the majority at all. Uh, that's not the way the reason the majority of people go vegan. Uh, it's not some purity bullshit. It's, it's, it's out of a respect and a realization that the animals, they feel, they, they think, they have families, they have, just like me, and I just, I don't want to put them through anything horrible. Like it's, 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 it's actually completely, um, it shoun't be like, it's not, it's not about self-importance. It's actually about realizing you're not that important. It's actually realizing, right, exactly. wait a minute, which is, which is an atheist exact thing. It's like, that, that's how atheism is. You're not that important. You're not God's children. You're just here with all the other animals. Atheism should be completely aligned with veganism because that's what we say right, right. no we're not god's children like, a lot of vegans say we're not god's children we're we're just here with the animals that's why we don't have the right to do with this to them it, 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 every atheist should be vegan and a lot of vegans are atheists yeah i have a majority of vegans not majority, a lot of vegans are atheists but in fact, i even have a video on my uh, channel that says vegan uh, i think veganism which is atheism i made a video like around a year and a half ago so people can check that out if they want to, because yeah. I, it's for the Indian audience. I've debunked every single thing. The point is that if you claim to be rational, you have to be vegan. Like that is no logical. I, I've tried searching. There isn't. There isn't a single logical argument for being a non-vegan. But then again, there isn't a single logical argument for molesting a child. There isn't a single logical argument for you know beating up gay people. These don't exist. They don't. They're all illogical arguments. So that's the whole mm -hmm. point. This is a social justice movement for animals, which unfortunately right now, the people spearheading it happen to be white people and Brahmins. So what can I do? Yeah. This, this, this happens to be the case. Okay. So if... Yeah, yeah so like you said, like it's a double whammy. Like, you know, they're, they're the double on defense right now. When they see both yeah, you absolutely. and me oh God, the two biggest devils together right now. So... <laughs> <laughs> so, the two so, biggest I, I, devils. Yeah, I, I can no. I, look, I kind of understand how they perceive us. I can, I can understand that. Sure, sure, which sure. Which is why I hope there will soon be more vegans from different castes and different communities and different groups coming up mm. and speaking up about veganism in a very unapologetic manner and educating them as well. Because, like I said, no matter. Here's the thing. You know something. No Brahmin would listen to me. Like majority of Brahmins are devout because I am not a Brahmin myself. I don't behave like one. I don't carry myself like one at all. So they wouldn't. But I appeal to this very niche crowd of people I've seen in India. I don't even know whom I appeal to. Mm -hmm. But we would, I, I would, if there is a Brahmin vegan that comes up tomorrow and starts, you know, doing the mandras and then he takes his shirt off and speaks wearing all these, uh, you know, the sarpa yeah, markings on yeah, his body, yeah. I would support that 100%. 
because he can actually reach out to millions of people that you and I can't. I would mm -hmm. also support if a Dalit person came out and spoke about veganism unapologetically. If anybody, mm -hmm. a Muslim came out, and, like you know, it, it, it matters. Like we need people from various communities to come out and speak about this. Only Absolutely. then more people will start listening. We have to encourage that. And one group we have kind of in this podcast, uh, I guess, may, mainly spoken a little bit, not so well about, not so nicely about the the Muslim um, community. There are some absolutely fantastic Muslim vegan speakers. I think we just need to acknowledge that for anyone who thinks that, that we were saying they don't exist. No, they fucking do. And they're constantly threatened, constantly threatened, <laughs> like all day, every day. Um, and yet they continue. Uh, there's, Muslim, there's Muslim vegans in Pakistan, there's Muslim vegans in India, um, and other parts of the world as well where it's a little bit less dangerous, but especially sure, India sure, and sure. Pakistan, it's fucking dangerous to speak like this. Bangla Bangladesh, um, Bangladesh as well. Bangladesh, yeah. So just full props to those people, like the yeah, incredible, definitely, definitely, such a yeah, hard job, props, such a hard job. Um, absolutely. And we do need, wow, well, we do really do need more people, especially in those communities because they need the support against this uh, backlash, which we get backlash. I get backlash, you get backlash, but I don't think our backlash goes comes even anywhere near the comparison to what they have to go yeah. through. So uh, that was up. exactly the point we, I was making through the entire video. Like you and me, even if we say something against their communities, we still get, get to keep our heads on our shoulders. Right. That's a big thing, apparently, because <laughs> they really don't. They don't. It's mm -hmm. a very big risk for them. So yeah, mad props Absolutely. to any Muslim out there who is doing activism like a uh, well, I, I really don't know how I could even help you because in the end, you are caught within your community. How can you even escape? Like, you know, it's, it's very hard for them. Like, I, I uh, even Sam Harris, the, the atheist Sam Harris, he once made like a, I think a small speech, like a speech. He's saying like, it's very, I don't know how it's going to happen, but all of the Muslims who are a bit more, not so conservative, a bit more liberal and free thinking Muslims have to somehow find a way to convince their conservative friends and family to slowly change. There's no other way out of this. It's, it's up to them. There's no other way out of this, unfortunately. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's rough. It's really rough. But um, the people who are doing it, they're doing incredible work and, and they're brave as fuck. I don't, I don't know if I could be so brave if I were in their position, to be totally honest I, with I you. Agree. Yeah, 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 that's very true. It's that's very scary. True. It's scary. And dude, my props to you, man. I mean, look, it, it, it doesn't take away from the work you're doing. You're still, you still put uh, yourself out there. You've actually, you've also spoken against uh, some prominent, well, at least Zakir Naik, uh, you know, so you, it's, it's, it is, it is still risky and the stuff you do is, is great. And I hope to see a lot more of it as well across yeah, YouTube, definitely. across Facebook. I hope to see you get back out there and doing more of these. I, I really enjoyed the videos where you're talking to young people, giving lectures and stuff. Uh, I think they were great. And, um, find that really interesting because i've also been to schools and i, I know the kind of it's yeah. always fun in schools and colleges they, they give you pretty cool questions um, and and i think it's it's um for an adult watching a video of you talking to i feel like it's easier to digest because it's kind of like the kids ask the questions that an adult would be too scared they feel like they're asking a stupid yeah, question yeah. but the kids don't care they just ask a stupid question and it's funny so I think I really like those, man. So I, I really, I hope you can get out and do some more of those at some point. I, I really. I will, I will try. Now that the schools yeah, and yeah. colleges are reopening here in India, um, I can definitely make an effort for that, yeah. Yeah, I, I recommend it, dude. I think that's a really good medium um, because as I, I said, kid, kids ask funny questions, but the adults also want to know the answer, right? <laughs> like, yeah, sure. But they would that's never true. ask it in a funny way. Um, so dude, yeah, keep it up. Um, thanks for coming on. It's been great to have you sure, here. Man. Thanks we've, for uh, I feel like we've dealt with a lot. <laughs> we oh, gave yeah. people a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did not expect today the entire majority of the conversation would go into that. It doesn't matter. Just free flowed into that. So 
Hey, it is what it is, man. We're passionate about what we're passionate about. And uh, I'm sure there'll be some passionate comments too. It's it's what it's all about, dude. At the end of the day, uh, if you're going to talk about things, if you're going to put stuff out on youtube i believe you should be bold you should be you should say hmm. what what you really fucking think don't hold back and um let the cards no, fall I think it's important fall, you know? we, yeah it's, it's important we speak the truth as it is because Absolutely. only then the genuine people who are watching it will they be like okay i finally have an answer for something i've been questioning myself for so long like yeah because everyone they look at they understand that the answers are always oh my god so politically correct so like yeah. you know we have to watch our words like no just give out the bloody answer like the, too many politicians out there. Yeah, too yeah, many politicians yeah. out there these days. I feel like they almost the entire social, well, not the entire, but a lot of the social media world is just full of par- impartial opinions and politi- political kind of. Oh, I'm just trying to like play all sides to make sure nobody hates mm-hmm. me. Like, come on, what the fuck happened? I mean, nobody wants to get banned. That's the problem. But I mean, you know, I don't know, man. We need to. Th- th- this is a whole other conversation, but we need to get more firm in our beliefs again and like put things put our opinions out there put what we believe out there and then have disagreements and discussions and stop being scared of getting cancelled uh, and that, no, that's, that's, true, that's true. one way we're going to change this and stop the stop this people having this power to cancel you is just to just charge forward regardless of what happens i guess which is sure. i think we've both had some experience with that but um dude we'll do it again we'll do it again sometime and um, sure definitely yeah we'll keep in touch yeah, Thanks nice for talking out, to you man. man it's nice talking to you yeah